The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS NBA Today podcast. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am joined by one of the most respected NBA DFS players in the industry, also known as the Shark, Mr. Michael Apatria. How are you tonight, Michael? I'm doing well, man. I missed you. Uh, you know, it was, uh, it was it was weird. It was the first show that we didn't do together last night. So, uh, you know, I got to I got to you know sit here with Andrew for a little while. And man, I know he's pretty new to hoop ball. The kid's sharp, man. He's sharp. Oh, I I thought you guys did great, man. Kudos to you. I, I listened to the show. I thought it was awesome. I I was waiting all day. I thought uh, our man Dan Bespris was going to give me the uh, axe and say no longer needed. You know, we got <laughs> we got a Patria and and Andrew now. You guys were just were guys were awesome. I mean, uh, a lot of our plays looked like they uh, they did pretty well tonight too. So uh, you know, I I. I gotta say, man, we got a good little trio growing over here, and uh, you know, from from whatever whatever I'm hearing and seeing, uh, it looks like this DFS thing over here at Hoopball, we're growing, man. We're getting a few other guys on board. We're gonna be doing some forum stuff coming soon. It's it's gonna be a fun year. Yeah, it really is, and it's just I'm excited because it's just such a great thing, you know, with seeing Hoopball really just full circle now. I mean, you've got. You know, it's a one-stop shop for everything NBA. Whether it's you know, uh, you know, the information on your your you know top-rated guys for your year-long or dynasty or head-to-head leagues, and we got DFS now and all our guides, and you know, it's just it's awesome, man. I it's it's fantastic, and I'm loving it. I you know, and and as you know, I'm doing some some uh, stuff a little bit with Roto Radar too. Because, you know, they're not in competition with HoopBall. They're a total different entity. But it's been awesome to be over there and in some of the chats and working with some some of those guys and posting an article. It's it's a throwback for me. It's, you know, uh, diving into DFS full-time. Uh, I was interested to see, you know, because I'm such a, a busy, you know, smash a ton of stuff into my day kind of guy. I thought – you know, am I going to be bored with this? And it's like, man, I, I can barely get everything done. <laughs> Welcome to the life, my man. It's, it's fun. Once you, uh, once you get yourself into this, this fantasy, this DFS realm, this Twitter sphere that where we're always in constant contact with a lot of people, it's, it's, it becomes a little overwhelming, but uh, it's, it's what we do, man. It's, I used to wake up on Sunday mornings, uh, back when I was probably about 13, 14, Going on blogs, answering questions for people, you know, saying, uh, you know, fantasy guru, helping people out. And, you know, it, it, once you realize how often you were doing it for fun and now it's just a whole different entity, it, it's it's really full circle and it's amazing, man. I, I pinch myself every day and I thank, uh, you know, everybody, including the people over here at Hoopball for just allowing us to have this opportunity. Um, it's one I definitely don't take for granted. It is, and I, I I also agree with you. You know, Brew and Dan. I mean, they're awesome. And also, uh, our our you know sponsor, our our main presenting sponsor, Fantasy Draft. We got to give them a big shout out because that you know they're the ones that are supporting this show and allowing us to bring 
what I think is industry best free content uh, seven days a week. And so, you know, big shout out to them. Go to fantasydraft.com, uh, sign up with the promo code Hoopball, and you get a free week of uh, DFS uh, action uh, and up to $1,000 uh, in, in rake-free play. And, uh, you know, this Sunday, I know you've had some success with it. Make sure to get in that Hooters half a million dollar uh, NFL contest. Um, I, I swim in there as a fish a little bit just to support our sponsor, but definitely uh, jump in there. And uh, I know you're trying to get back on the winning side in, in the uh, fantasy draft football contest. Yeah, man, I, I had that one uh, that one bad week, and it still burns. It's not like it's not like basketball where we're, you know, listen, we're sharks out here, and we're, we you know we do this a lot. It's not every night we win. Some days we'll have those streaks of three days when we lose, but I, at least I know on the fourth day I'll have another chance. Um, I, I I can't take this wait in six days until I get another shot at trying trying <laughs> to get my money back. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm definitely I'm definitely having fun with the football, especially with the Ray Cree over at Fantasy Draft. These guys are amazing with what they do. Um, just really looking forward to basketball. <laughs> oh, I know. Me too. And, you know, we're making money and, 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 and kicking butt in, in uh, NBA. Uh, you know, this is the, the eighth day and, you know, our profits are, are way up. You know, we're you know, going through lineups every day, talking good, good starts, good fades you know, et cetera. And, you know, couldn't be happier, but, you know, in all honesty, I want to, you know, we're going to keep on fighting hard and making money, but it's going to be so cool on the 22nd when they tip it for real, isn't it? Absolutely, man. That's actually, we were just talking about before we got on air. Um, I'm going to be out of state for uh work conference. I'm going to be gone for a week. So wow. I'm, I'm actually going to be on opening night. I'm going to be in uh I don't even know Maryland. I'm going to be in Maryland on opening night, and that's where we're going to be doing our pods. So I'll be Beautiful. watching the I'll be watching the games comfortably from a hotel room, uh, just kind of lounging. Maybe I'll maybe I'll take a trip down to the hotel bar uh, and enjoy myself on that opening night, man. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, it's it's going to be fantastic. I mean, the preseason's awesome. I can't even imagine, you know, momentum wise when we get into. The regular season but it's it's a week from tuesday man it's almost here it's coming up i i'm counting it i got it marked on my calendar uh i believe they actually started uh releasing some of the the, the slates they did yeah they did. yes and they they should know that's a mistake for us now coach oh man <laughs> I, you know what in all honesty i'm I, they released them i saw them i looked a little bit but i keep smacking myself in the head and saying don't look yet don't look too much yet because I want to keep making money and staying focused on the preseason because there's, you know, everybody's, especially now that those numbers are up, they're cheating and looking ahead and, and not focusing on, on making money each night. So, you know, our, our DFS world works in 24 hour segments. It's not what you did yesterday or what you're going to do tomorrow. It's how did I do, you know, in this 48 minute game, each game, of a 24 hour period to crush it. So I'm trying to keep the blinders on a little bit, brother, but you know, my, my heart's still pounding for the 22nd. I can't wait. And you're absolutely right. Until then we have some preseason games to worry about, uh, you know, including uh, tomorrow, a little lackadaisical day. Uh, we only yes. have two of those showdown slates, but those are still showdown slates we can make money on. They are for sure. And that's why I've been dragging my feet because it's only two games. You guys, you guys got to tackle seven last night. 
and I had to sit on the on the bench there and bench warmer. But uh, yeah, let's just jump right into these two, man. It's uh, a seven thirty Eastern start, uh, so that'll be the lock uh, for tomorrow night. You know, as as we state, uh, we do this show in the evening uh, when the games are finishing up, and we want to give you that early morning uh, uh, pod to listen to throughout the day. Uh, so we're, you know, we're working on tomorrow's slate. So tomorrow's uh, slate will be a 7.30 lock with uh, L- Lakers and Brooklyn and then 8 o'clock's Phoenix and Portland. So we'll start out off with uh, the L.A. Lakers. Man, you got them. All right, let's do this, Coach. I mean, I, I think it's pretty obvious with the Lakers, and you know, barring injury news, and make sure you're up very early if you're doing this. It's 7.30 uh, Eastern time, so... Uh, you California guys over there, three hours behind us. You guys are going to be struggling on this one. <laughs> no, no, it's it's an evening game. Oh, am I looking at yeah. something different? Uh, unless I'm looking at the wrong thing. I think you. I, hold on, let me double check this. All right, I'm going to double check because because <laughs> I don't want to give anybody the wrong advice. Uh, yeah, I, I we don't want we don't want people to set their alarm and then it'd be like, what the hell's going on here? Uh, Seven thirty a.m. I think I'm right on this one, Coach. The LA game. Oh my God, in China. you are, dude. You it's a China are. Game. So it's it's an early morning game. So if you're a West Coast oh. player, um, honestly, I'm just going to give you the the flat out easiest way to say this. You might want to just sit this out unless you plan on staying up all night. Um, Good these Lord. La- these last minute scratches, last minute news, anything like that can really just, especially on a one game showdown slate, it will decimate you. You can't have a player get a zero in this and, and expect to cash. It's not going to no. work. So, you um, uh, you know, proceed with caution on this. Uh, I'm, we're still going to hit it, though, you know, as though it's an eight o'clock you know, night game, I guess. So I'm going to give you just like how I would. It's pretty simple. If nobody's, you know, sitting out as far as the Lakers guys, main pieces, you're looking at Davis, you're looking at LeBron. I think it's an easy plug in. One of those guys are easily going to be your, you know, your crown, your multiplier guy. Um, and then, you know, I'm looking at the other guys. It'd probably be like JaVale McGee. Uh, we've been kind of you know, playing KCP during this span, but it's not really working for us. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of on these showdown slates. It's kind of a way I like, I can see myself separating myself from the competition as a guy like that. But I, I feel like with the injuries on the other side of the ball, uh, we can go with just those three main Lakers and be okay. Yeah, I, I, I think so. I, man, thank you so much for catching that. I apologize. I did not, noticed that that was the China game. And, and that's interesting because I know there were some protests and all that controversy going on with the NBA and in, in China with, uh, you know, the GM Maury statement from the, the Rockets. It's, what a nightmare that whole thing has been, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's been throwing a loop through the things. You got Harden kind of commenting on it and, uh, you know, not going anywhere that now they can't comment on it. So, um you know, it's it's been a mess. It's honestly, it's it's kind of just one of those political things that I try to take my view up. You know, just keep it on the basketball side. I guess you know, I just sit here and dribble when it comes to that kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, but you know, it is what it is at this point. And if it's going to affect the preseason slate, yeah, we have to keep an eye on it. But I don't think this one's going to. Um, at the end of the day, I don't care who you are and what gripe you have against anybody. You're going to want to go see LeBron James play basketball. Yeah, and you know, I mean. In these type of scenarios, usually LeBron shows up. So, you know, I, he's going to be on my ticket even in his, you know, uh, mid-level minutes. And and so is AD. I mean, you know, 
I think you just use both studs here. Uh, I did it, you know, the first time around, and it paid off. Uh, being in China, showcase game, they haven't played in a while. Uh, I have no problem using both guys. Um, I think that they both completely make sense. Um, I have Quinn Cook listed as a game-time decision, so, you know, that may give Rondo a few extra minutes uh, at point. I know Alex Caruso also gets a rotation uh, in the preseason, so he's worth a quick look at. But, uh, you know, other than that, I just I'm a little sour on the Coldwell Pope scenario after he stung us. Uh, and I'm not sure he just seems to be pressing. So I'm not sure. Uh, I think I'm going to fade uh, that run that I had before. And stick with uh, LeBron and, and AD, and then if it's a, a challenge showdown game, you know, where you're playing just this solo game, I think you look at Rondo or uh, Caruso as well. Yeah, the guards are always in play. I would probably just um, – I, I mean, I would prefer Caruso just because he has, I guess, more of an ability to score. And just knowing that both these guards are probably going to be pretty limited in minutes just considering that LeBron primarily just runs point guard now. Um, you know, if he does share, you know, plays a little bit, they're trying to play Rondo off ball, but it's not something I'm completely buying into, despite the few uh, jumpers and threes he made early on during the preseason. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I, I wouldn't mind those guards, um, but it would probably take, you know, a little bit more, another injury, another one of the stars sitting out for me to really consider them. Um, otherwise, it's just, you know, we can only play six players at the end of the day. And I have my eye on, you know, three Lakers and just knowing the injuries on the other side of the ball, we're going to have to have a couple of these Nets players as well. Um, this is going to be usage to go around. So I don't know if I'm going to get to those guards just because I think uh, some of the other, you know, guards on the Nets would probably provide more upside. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm not going to knock it for him, but I don't think I'm going to go there with the guards. I'm going to kind of just stick with the, the two the two big names, and then, you know, it's JaVale McGee versus the Nets. Coach, there I you think, go. I think you know, <laughs> I, think, you know I, uh, I got to play him. <laughs> you know that, man. That's a plug-and-play for you. But, you know, I think the reason I'll be able to afford those, you know, the Davis-LeBron, maybe Rondo combination with the Lakers is because exactly what you just alluded to, Brooklyn is banged up. Um Karis Levert is doubtful uh, from what I read this evening. And Wilson Chandler and Kyrie Irving have already been ruled out. So that, that puts a big, uh, you know, twist. I think, you know, you'll be able to get some really good value guys. Spencer Dinwiddie's uh, going to be at the top of my list. He's going to be, uh, I think, a lock play. Um, I, I also uh, like... Uh, the 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 rookie kid Musa. I don't know if you've seen him play much, but he was really impressive in uh, the summer league, and he's trying like hell to make this team. And he got a decent run last time around. And even though you know Kuruks and Prince uh, are also in the mix for minutes uh, in the in this game, I like Musa's upside, especially second half. Uh, and so he's. Uh, he's going to make my, my squad with Dinwiddie, and then I'll probably plug in, um, uh, depending on, on money left, uh, either Jared Allen or uh, Kuruks or Prince to, to make up my showdown team. Uh, but uh, that, that group should fit. I don't know if Allen will with the, 
with the pricing, but uh, you know, got to move those pieces around a little bit. And those are the guys I'm going to focus on. Sue, I'm, I'm looking at, you know, very similar guys, obviously Dinwiddie. Um, I'm, I got some interest in Prince. I got some interest in Joe Harris. I'm kind of looking at the guys that are going to absorb uh, some of these, some of these Kyrie Irving slash D'Angelo Russell shots that are left over. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's going to be a ton of uses to go around. We know in the front court, there are two guys, DeAndre Jordan and Jared Allen, aren't guys known for their scoring prowess. So these shots are going to have to come from somewhere. Um, so I'm going to take my I'm going to take my gamble on the guys that we're expecting to kind of be in the starting lineup. Um, you know, even if they play 20, 22 minutes, that means you know, best case scenario, the backups are playing 20, 22 minutes. So. Um, I, I feel comfortable just going with the talent on this one. You know, I don't think I need to really go to any of the bench guys really on the nets um, okay. as much, just because you know once we know that starting five, we can pretty much just assume that three of those you know guys in the starting five are going to be taking the majority of the shots on the team. Yeah, and you you may be exactly right. You know, it's it's one of those situations though where you know what I try to keep in mind is, is not to be so fixated on looking at the salaries and spending all of the dollars because, you know, you, you got to find the diamonds in the rough to me, like a Musa, for example, is going to be, you know, probably 2% owned or something of that nature or less. And, you know, if you can find those diamonds, they're going to get 25, 28 minutes and produce, uh, you know, and, and you leave money on the table, it's not the worst thing in the world. And, you know, that's, I know that mindset we got to just stick with, uh, and it's weird, but we got to stick with it until, you know, the, the season tips on the 22nd, because really, I mean, you see it over and over these bench guys in preseason that are getting heavy minutes or out producing the high price guys a good majority of the time. So walking that fine line, as we often talk about, Michael, is, you know, are we the how are the the stars going to do in a limited role? Are they going to surpass uh, a bigger role from some of the sub guys? And that juggling act is where we make our money. Absolutely. Um, you know, I'm just you know looking at the the box score. Uh, you know, the, from the last game that the Nets played with the mm-hmm. very limited minutes from the guys who are actually you know going to be missing time. You you kind of get an idea of where these minutes I think will go. Um, you know, Musa just shot fantastically as well. Uh, yeah. Pretty, pretty empty stat line otherwise, other besides the scoring. So that's another thing I kind of take into account where uh, it's almost like a law of averages thing for me where, you know, mm-hmm. he, he did shoot very well. You know, he did play very well. Um, but if I can't, you know, rely on him grabbing boards, and it's, it's going to be hard, you know, playing with guys like Jared Allen and DeAndre Jordan on the floor who are just, you know, basically board hogs. Um, and mm-hmm. I think the assists are going to be hard to come by for him, especially knowing that they're going against an interior that has Anthony Davis and JaVel McGee, where I, I kind of feel like if, if, if I can't really depend on, you know, I don't expect him to shoot six for 10 again. I don't even know if he's going to get 10 shots. That is encouraging, but I also want to see some counting stats. Knowing these guys are going to be playing limited minutes no matter what. Best case scenario is probably looking at 24 to 26 minutes. Um, yeah. I, I, I just want to see a little bit more. But again, that's also the GPP uh, kind of mentality I take into these kinds of things where I'm looking for a lot of the upside more or less than just that safeness. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I wouldn't be shocked, hey, Coach, if he goes off, that's your call. I, I'm going to give you that one. I had nothing to do with it. Well, I, I'm not saying he's going to go off, but I, I can tell you from watching him in the summer league, he's not just a scorer. And 
I really, I always fade the Andrew Wiggins just to score guys. They, I can't stand playing a, a guy that has 18 points, you know, one assist, one rebound, one turnover. It just it doesn't do you any good. But, you know, the, the weird thing with the Nets in, in Summer League is they ran uh, the majority of their key guys. Jared Allen played a ton of minutes in the Summer League. Kuruks played a ton of minutes. You know, a lot of these guys got minutes, and Musa was consistently getting some rebounds, some assists. So that's my, you know, my prowess for using him in this scenario. But, you know, again, like you say, it's uh, you're going to get a rotation of some guys that, that didn't get uh, the minutes, you're not going to have a replicated box score the first game, but you know, like you said, it gives you a little insight into what some of these guys are going to do. So, you know, to me, I'm going to spend my money on the Lakers side and go look a little more value on Brooklyn, but I, I'm with you, man. I think it's going to be an interesting game and we've spent a long time yeah. on one game. You can tell, what, what about when there's a 14-game slate, bro? We're going to be uh, people are going to be going into the – we may go up until game time. That, that may be it. <laughs> Release right, it five minutes prior. A couple things real quickly, too, is, you know, hit us up on Twitter. We got this huge momentum going and a bunch of followers and listeners jumping in. But, you know, take, take some time if you can. Sh- you know, shoot us some questions or feedback. I'm at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. He's at Micah Patria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. And our third wheel, uh, Andrew, who's awesome, is at Language Olympic, one of the weird ones of the names, but hey, everybody remembers it. And uh, so hit us up, let it, you know, give us some feedback. Definitely, you know, Jump on this train, man. Our, our pods are blowing up. It's awesome stuff. Uh, we really appreciate, too, if, if you take a minute to, uh, you know, re- subscribe, rate, review, give us five stars, give us a comment, a thumbs up. YouTube's blowing up, too. You know, we want to get some good feedback there. And you can find our podcasts everywhere the podcasts are found. iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeart, Spotify, YouTube. You name it, we're there. So jump on there, give us some reviews, and we'd really appreciate it. Again, we, we feel like we bring, uh, thanks to Fantasy Draft and Hoopball, the best free seven-day NBA content that's out there. And with that, we go to game two, which is an 8 p.m. Eastern time game. Phoenix Suns, Portland Trailblazers. And you know my Suns are one of my favorite teams to to play in dfs i'll let you have the honor sir no 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 listen uh that's you dog uh <laughs> you want me to leave you want me to leave i don't feel like suns i should ever i don't i i think we established you are the suns guy listen i could talk about the suns all day long i wouldn't mind to but i'd almost feel disrespectful talking about the suns when they're your team like that right now <laughs> so i'm actually just gonna go straight to portland uh, you know, we, we, we kind of already seen a little bit of the, the rest already took place in Portland. Uh, uh, we saw Lillard and uh, both Lillard and McCollum sit out Thursday's game. So both those guys should be good to go. Um, again, we're this is a little bit of a later game. This is an 8 p.m. Eastern uh, Standard Time game, so we should know. And I'd also be expecting Hassan Whiteside to play again. So to be honest, I'm just going to kind of do almost the same strategy I took with the uh, Lakers. I'm going to pay up for uh, a few of the studs on the Portland side of the ball, just knowing that this, they're going to get that up-tempo pace of facing Phoenix, that poorest defense of facing Phoenix 
all comes along with it. So I'm going to have my eye on, obviously, Lillard McCollum are in play. Uh, Whiteside, obviously, I think just his mass uh, rebounding upside, his block upside, he can easily grab a double-double in limited minutes. So he's definitely going to be in play for me as well. And I think we always have to mention your boy, Anthony Simons. Um, it's just a great point-per-minute producer, especially from the guard position. You don't see that yeah. too often, a, a point-per-minute producer from the guard spot. No, Generally, he, it's your big man. He's going to be a good one, man. He's very athletic. He actually reminds me of like a poor man's uh, Russell Westbrook, just watching how quick he plays. Wow. Um, I wouldn't say, you know, I said poor man. Uh, keep that in mind. Uh, it, it, there's no really other like Russell Westbrook, just that dog, that junkyard dog mentality. The Wait, way let, me, let me type this up on Twitter. Mike Apatria says Anthony Simon's better than Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Got it. Take it to the bank. <laughs> give it, give, give it three more years. Uh, no, but this kid, he's good, man. He looks like he's got a he place is. in the NBA. So you know, and, I've been tooting his horn like a maniac. Oh, I love yeah. him, dude. and and that's why I said he's your boy. I mean, uh, so I I definitely think he's going to be someone to look an eye on. The one guy, I mean, if if you're going to talk about injuries on the Portland side of the ball that you have to be worried about, it'd probably be Nasir Little. Uh, he missed Thursday's game as well, but it wasn't due to rest; it was due to an ankle injury. So uh, that's one that we might have to consider that he kind of you know goes into the next game dealing with. So I, I'm I'm kind of just going to again, it's a one game slate. We only really need to play like at most four guys from one team, and I just kind of said the three from that side of the ball that i'm going to be looking at good stuff um you know i'm i'm with you i think you got to put you got to plug dame back into the mix i think after sitting a full game like that uh you know if he gets his 25 27 minutes he'll he'll probably smash uh you know and phoenix again is not the best defensive team and the pace should be good so dame's got to me is going to be a plug-in guy um I think that uh, Hassan Whiteside is such a tough guy for me because he's so, you know, undependable. Uh, you just don't know what to expect from him. But if he gets uh, a decent run here, you know, he, he could be decent. I mean, it's, uh, you know, Aiton likes to stretch the floor a little bit now, you know, run the rim and uh, face up and take a few J's too. And, and Whiteside could just own the paint. So, I may roll the dice as long as Whiteside is ruled in. You know, you got to always watch the news on him because if he has a sore, you know, pinky toe, they'll sit him. So uh, for me, I'll start my build with Portland with, with Lillard and Whiteside. And then uh, a little look at two guys since, you know, again, you're having to fill in some periphery players here that I think have been getting minutes and producing while they're in there. And that's, Kent Bazemore and Mario Hazonia. I'm going to use those two guys as my contrarian guys to mix in there uh, to make my salary and make my team with Portland. I like the Bazemore call just because his his defensive upside. We did, we've seen this guy countless times just rack up the steals. And, you know, Ricky Rubio, pass first point guard, Devin Booker, uh, a young guard who's a little bit more turnover prone for a shooting guard. So, who you know, I guess is not like a James Harden-esque shooting guard who handles the ball a lot. So mm -hmm. the turnovers will definitely be widely available for Bazemore. So I really like the call on Bazemore. Um, I, I, now that you mentioned it, I kind of want to get a couple of shares of him. I wouldn't mind it. I think he's a, a better uh, GPP play um, just because he does. He is very volatile. So a, a few cash game guys might be a little bit you know, wary of that. I got you, man. Uh, as far as the Suns go, um, I am going to start my build with DeAndre Ayton. Uh, Basically, for what I just said, I think, you know, Whiteside, yes, he's a shot blocker. He owns the paint. But I think Aiden's 
athleticism and quickness. I think he'll get some some open 15-footers and, uh, you know, with Whiteside probably playing somewhat limited minutes, I think Aiton can really take advantage. And Baines is still slow to come back with the nasal fracture and sore hammy. Uh, he's still questionable. So I have no problem plugging Aiton in uh, right away. Um, I'm going to fade Ricky Rubio. I think that, you know, I just don't he's, – he's gotten in the mid-20s in the first couple of games. Again, he was the FIBA MVP, played more minutes than anybody over there. And I, I'm, you know, really like Monty Williams as a coach. I just have a gut feeling these next couple of games he may take it easy on Rubio. And that's just an opinion. I didn't see anything in writing. But I'm going to pivot there to Tyler Johnson. He missed the last game with a migraine. Uh Supposedly that's all set now. He's good to go. I think uh, you know being fresh and having those fresh legs. They've already sort of counted out Akobo and Carter being uh, the backup point to Ro- uh, Rubio. So I like Tyler Johnson in this run. Um, Devin Booker is just always a plug and play for me. I mean, I I you know didn't play him as much as I wanted to the last go around, and he and he did just fine. I mean he's. Even in minute, you know, limited minutes, again, like they said, he may only get 17 to 20 minutes. You know, if, if it's even in that 20-minute range, he's just uh, a massive scorer. And in a, a showdown game, I just I don't feel comfortable without having him. So I'll start my build there with, with Aiden Booker and Tyler Johnson and then just, uh, you know, maybe fill in with a contrarian guy somewhere. But that's going to be – pretty much my phoenix uh call you know another thing i would i would like to throw in to keep an eye on is what they do with Ubre or bridges you know both these guys you know it feels like less than seven to ten days ago we're told that they would be reevaluated within seven to ten days and that they weren't going to play then uh but we saw both of them suit up uh last yep. game so uh you know respectively one played 18 minutes one played 14 minutes both off the bench and they started cam johnson um, if both these guys, assuming they're healthy, I would I would be hard pressed to think uh, Cam Johnson starts again. And you know, if let's say Ubre's in there, if he's playing more than 18 minutes, I, I definitely have some interest in him as well. Uh, Dario Saric played 25 minutes last game, took 12 shots. I mean, shot 25 yeah. percent from the field. Uh, not good. No, not good at all. But the willingness to take the shots is good to me. So right. just the fact that he's trying to get loose, he's trying to get that rhythm going with this team. Uh, and he's willing to jack up those shots definitely means something to me. So I think both those guys are also in play. I'd rather um, play, you know, Ubre over Bridges. I, I mean, Bridges, I love his game and everything. I love the steals and the threes that he can get. Uh, just Ubre, I think, is a better fantasy player, a little bit more complete. So uh, I'm kind of with you. I think Aiton and Booker are definitely always in play. Almost, you know, I guess you can almost call them must plays. Um, and then my next two options, I think, would be Ubre and Sarge if I'm looking somewhere else. I like it. I like the thinking there. And, and uh, the Sarich thinking is sort of my uh, Jake Lehman. I, I was all over him in the, in the first game was 0 for 6 from 3 and just, you know, didn't get the fantasy points done. And, of course, I chickened out and faded him in, in his next game. And like you said, just the willingness to take those shots means something. And, of course, he dropped 20 points and had a, a wonderful fantasy game if I would have just stuck with him. So you're right. That's a great trend to look at is, you know, two things really. And, and this is a great point going into the regular season uh, mainly 
is if they're willing to take the shots and the coach is putting them on the floor for the minutes, those two usually connect at some point. They're not going to every game, you know, but when they, you know, the, the, the fact that they're willing to do both, get on the, they'll be on the floor and they're going to get some shots up usually pays off. So I, I love that point. I'm glad you, you brought that up. Yeah, and it's a good thing that you brought up the Tyler Johnson, too, because uh, jo- Tyler Johnson thing, too, as well, because if people start box score chasing and they look and they see, you know, Javon Carter, uh, you know, 24 yep. minutes, you know, 16 points, took 12 shots, that was mostly because Tyler Johnson was out. So that's another yep. thing to take into account. Got to dig it, dig into it, man. That's for sure. And I think that's it, man. I don't that have anything. It, I don't have and anything you're else. Off, you're, you're off tomorrow night. I get to do my first... Uh, Andrew show, huh? Yeah, man. I get a, I get a nice little relaxation day where I can kind of just sit back. I have my hometown uh, year-long fantasy league on Sunday, so I'm wow. going to spend the majority of my day tomorrow preparing for that. Uh, I got the eighth pick, so uh, we'll see how this goes. I, I, I hate the eighth pick, uh, but I, I'd like to think I have a, a, you know, a leg up on some of these guys I grew up with. Well, you know what? I And I'm not trying to show you up here, believe me, but... I have my draft on Sunday for our 40th season. And that's the truth, man. I was 15 years old, so you, like everybody knows how I'm an old man. But in sophomore in high school, we started our first league, and this is our 40th season. Isn't that the crazy ass stuff? Holy shit, man! That I is, know. Like you know, <laughs> you can make fun of me for being old, and I know that. But I, I think young. And I work like a young guy, but <clears throat> I'm proud of it. I mean, our first season, my sophomore year in high school, when when and I think we were one of the first NBA fantasy leagues in, in the world because I my my buddy and I, Mike Perry, we read a, a and I, I told this shared this story with you, but I don't know if our listeners have heard it, but there was a, a magazine called Inside Sport Magazine, and on the last page there was an article called La Rotisserie Club, and they did a baseball these uh, attorneys got together and did a baseball fantasy draft. And my buddy and I were just monster basketball fans. He said, why don't we do the same thing for the NBA? So we had the original six guys, all high school sophomores, you know, uh, and we, we did our first draft. I still remember my first three picks. I had uh, Dr. J, Moses Malone, and, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So, you know, that's that's one for the books, man. So we're playing with some rookies, man. How'd you get those three guys off the rip? We only had six six man deep. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you're talking there were a lot of great players in those days because the league was smaller and there were just a lot of stars. So uh, I did win it that year, too. So if that matters, (laughs) I won the initial. But I have the fifth pick this year. You you talk about tough because it's a 10 team league. And I, I like being on the ends. That's just my, you know, I just like the, the double pick. But being dead in the middle fifth, and that's a tough spot as well. I think uh, I, I, I don't mind the fifth. I think there's a big drop off after six. So that's kind of where I want to be top six or I want to be nine or ten. Uh, so, you know, that seven or eight range is kind of what I like to avoid if I'm in a ten-man league. So Who do you think I'm going to get in the five-hole, man? Who's going to be there? You You know – for sure that Anthony Davis is gone and Giannis is gone. Harden's, Harden should be gone. Hard. So um, do I get a Curry maybe fifth? Curry Towns is where I'd be looking. Or Cat, yeah. Yeah. Whoever's, I guess so. Left. I can't go wrong with either one of those. 
You know you're getting good games played. You're getting good scoring. You're, you're not getting hurt in any kind of category with any of those guys. So uh, those are the two. And then I think, you know, at six, uh, that's where you kind of look at either LeBron or Jokic. The other one falls to seven. So And then after that, it's just, you know, between eight and 14, you could basically jumble those guys up almost in any order. Yeah, you're probably right. I'm, I'm going to be rooting for Curry. I hope I can get Curry in the five hole. That'd be my goal. All right, we'll put the put the spoon under your pillow, man. You know? Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> dude. All right, well, uh, t- tomorrow I'll have to do the show with Andrew. Make sure that uh, you listen earlier on Sunday because the there's a five-game slate that tips off at 3 p.m. Eastern. So Andrew and I will get that show uh, up, and Dan will make sure and post that tomorrow night so that you can get ready for those Sunday games. So that that's it, my man. You got anything else you want to throw into the mix? Nah, I'd say enjoy your weekends, guys. We got this season creeping up, so make sure you're managing that bankroll. Uh, you know, don't blow your wad too early during the preseason. As much fun as it is winning money, we still have to take the same approach where you kind of manage that bankroll and let's have some fun doing it. Absolutely, man. Let's crush it. All right. Awesome, dude. Well, for NBA hoopball, fantasy, DFS, Today podcast, I'm getting all of this stuff in there today, (laughs) presented by Fantasy Draft and Hoopball. We thank you for joining us tonight, and we look forward to uh, going after it again tomorrow and crush it for the rest of the season. Thanks. Good evening. Take care, guys. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.